Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Gateway Episodes. Uh, if you haven't heard this podcast before, we are a podcast that looks at popular or interesting TV shows and uh, ask the question if it's something that you would want to be into. Uh, the way we do this is we watch a iconic or um, really representative episode of that show that serves as a gateway episode into the show. Uh, my name is Derek McDuff. I'm your host, and I'm joined today by Alan Torres. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, today, we are going to be talking about the show Hannibal. Uh, this is a show that was recommended to me by Alan, uh, and uh, it's something that I've kind of been really interested in for a while, um, particularly because it's done by Brian Fuller, who does a couple of my the other favorite shows. Um, but Alan, uh, you did uh, kind of recommend this one to me when I asked you for a good gateway episode to do for the show, or a good gateway show to do for this um, so why, uh, why did you uh, decide to choose this show and specifically this episode? The episode we watched, I should say, is uh, Season 1, Episode 7, Sorbet. Well, pretty much, because uh, I, I, I remember when you were starting off the podcast, I, I remember you, you had like, a, like stipulations on what, what makes a good gateway episode. Again, you know, like I, I always kind of bring up that Doctor Who episode blink and like, Ever since like we, we talked about it, I was like, man, I, I hate when people recommend like the wrong thing, or they'll be like, pick this episode, and I'm like, it has nothing to do with anything. And like I was rewatching Hannibal recently, and like right now we're kind of in the third season, rewatching it, and I got to Sorbet, and like I was kind of like, you know what, this is it, this is the episode, because like, I mean, it, it's a perfect like gateway because it kind of gives you everything you, you kind of want. It's it's a good sampler, pun intended, of the show. Uh, pretty much, I felt like when I first started it. I mean, th- right off the bat, you know, you get introduced to the characters. Uh, you get Will, Jack Crawford, and Hannibal. They're like the big three of the of the show. Um, I know someone pro- people are probably asking, like, why didn't you just you know it's season one? Why didn't you choose another episode, or why didn't you just start from the beginning? Well, to be honest, the show actually kind of starts not typical it kind of introduces will graham more in the beginning like it kind of the focus is a lot on will introducing who he is i mean if people have read you know the book um uh, red dragon or seen the film it's mainly about will graham hannibal's always kind of been like a supporting character he's not like the main main character but he's like the he's like the fan favorite Mm-hmm. And I pretty much picked this one because this one, I know when people, like when I, when I tried getting people into Hannibal, some people are like, you, better, you don't really see Hannibal often in the very first couple episodes. And I'm always like, just keep it going, you know, just keep watching, trust me, you'll see him and you're going to love it. And then when we're rewatching and I saw this, I was like, this is what, what Cap is going to get people into it. Because they kind of want to watch it because of Hannibal. You know, he's right. like the star in this. I always, I always kind of tell people, I'm like, don't watch the Dexter's good, but I'm like, if you want to watch like a really good like psychological thriller, with like serial killers and stuff, I'm like Hannibal. And with this episode, it, it really is like a sampler. It gives you Hannibal, you know, the, the 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 popular Hannibal, where it's like he's proper, he's fancy, he goes to the opera, and then he kills people and he makes like gorgeous dinners with them. And I'm like, right away, like, that's one thing that's going to gravitate to people that are like, this is what I'm here for. But it also kind of gives you a look into Will Graham 
and like the way he operates kind of thing because he, he's very empathic mm-hmm. so like he can understand serial killers he can empathize with them so there's that scene in the episode where like that like a pendulum kind of swings and he's like this is my design and then that's where you see him kind of figuring out the the crime scene he's like okay so he came in and he did this and he stabbed him this way and then you see jack jack crawford as well and it kind of i mean it does seem a little like you're missing out on something but i feel like this episode kind of does a good job of like kind of telling you like okay jack is worried about something he had a um an agent that something happened to her she was killed and, like, he's kind of looking at, like, Will Graham as, like, that next protege where he's, like, I want to make sure Will's okay as well. Like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want the same mistake to happen again. I mean, if that's what, if that's what you felt from it. But, um, but yeah, no. I, yeah, I kind of want to hear what, what you think about the episode. Yeah, I, I, I really actually did enjoy this quite a lot. Um, I, I'm not, I'm familiar enough with, like Hannibal Lecter from obviously Silence of the Lambs. Um, and then I saw Red Dragon, um, but I haven't read any of the books. Um, I didn't see any of the other films. Um, so like Will Graham is a character I only knew as the Edward Norton character um, in the Red Dragon movie. Uh, but definitely I thought that Mads Mikkelsen was incredible in this. Um, I, all the actors were really good in it. Um, but especially, like Mads Mikkelsen had that kind of like, devious charm where he he's just like oh he's so like evil but sophisticated and how he's like having the dinner party and like he's like uh he's like okay i'm gonna like he's like preparing all these dishes they're like super fancy and good but they're all like made out of like actual like people that he murders and he's he's really intelligent and like will is intelligent too but he's kind of like more tortured and like like hannibal is too but he's got it's kind of like underneath all that and mads mickelson does a really good job of kind of like keeping all that like beneath the surface and how he has that conversation with his therapist um who's played by uh Gillian Anderson, right? I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. who who I was not expecting to be in this. And I also had no idea that Lawrence Fishburne um plays um Jack Crawford um who, you know, I recognize from Silence of the Lambs and I was like, "Oh shit, Morpheus is in this." Like I thought that was really cool. <laughs> uh but yeah, it it was a perfect gateway episode because it was like it kind of I feel like showed off a lot of things like said that it's it's a very Hannibal centric episode. You do still get enough of like the FBI and all that stuff and all that kind of storyline. Um, but you, it does really focus on like um, Hannibal and his like psychology and like kind of how he operates and is just kind of like deceiving everybody. And there's all that see that scene where he's talking to his one patient who is kind of maybe a little bit obsessed with them and, you're like, oh, is he gonna eat this guy? Like, what's going on with this? Um, but yeah, I thought it was a very, very interesting kind of uh, look into this. Um, and I'll just say what kind of happens in the episode a little bit is that you know it is kind of about um, sorry, what, what's uh, uh, what's the what's his agent the agent's name the the main guy? Uh, we were oh, just saying uh, that about uh, Will Graham. Will Graham, thank you. Um, Will Graham, yeah, he um, you know, is kind of like following up this kind of serial killer has this kind of like MO that he go, he like kills like people in kind of graphic ways. And, um, he does it like three at a time at like one night, one, uh, three, one night, one night, one night. And then he disappears for months. So he's catching him, but it looks like there's a copycat. And then Hannibal kind of becomes a copycat of the copycat and to kind of like steal the organs. Cause he's going to have this dinner party. 
And at the end, the killer thereafter, they actually don't end up catching. They um, end up ca- like getting the copycat. And there's it's all this kind of like interesting character dynamics and stuff like that. And when I first heard about the show, I was like not that interested because I was like, oh, it's like the, you f- I feel like there's always shows like this where it's like find out oh, there was the killer that you know from the movie. Now find out what he was like before that. Like you had um, Bates Motel and now you have like the nurse ratchet show and i'm never like those might be good shows but they're never things that kind of like catch my interest i'm like okay i don't care really about prequels too much so i wasn't that interested until i found out that it was brian fuller like i mentioned because i'm a really big fan of his um because he did um he's a showrunner for two other shows called um pushing daisies and dead like me and like this one those shows are both very very concerned with death one is about um a like a girl who kind of becomes like a grim reaper and the other one is about a guy who um can bring people back to life for just 60 seconds um and it's it's a they're, they're really kind of like interesting concepts for shows um and they're both very very funny they're both dark comedies and what i think carries over from those shows is the kind of dark humor like this isn't necessarily a dark comedy but there is some like really good like like I would, I guess would call it like, um, like not grotesque humor, but like, just kind of like that dark, like, like, um, just kind of like that darkness. That's really funny where like, there'll be like, it'll like have a smash cut to like Hannibal, like putting someone's organs in like a blender or something like that after like a really serious conversation. Cause there was a few moments when I just kind of like laughed out loud at this kind of like, I guess, morose would be like i don't know like the right word to describe it it's just like this mm-hmm. really like like it's it's like that laughter you get when you're like almost uncomfortable but something is really funny and that it's a hard thing to do and i think that this show really pulled it off if you like dark humor like i do i would and that's what drew me into the show was that humor and it's definitely a show that i'll i'll kind of spoil it and say that i am planning on walking through the gateway now that we've talked about this and going back and watching more of the show. Definitely. I, I, I'm glad to hear, cause like, I've been always like telling people, I'm like, dude, this, this show is being, I mean, now I think now that it's on Netflix, I, I think for like the first week it was like num- number one, number two on like the trending. But for a while it was like, it was on Amazon. And I told people, I'm like, dude, we got Amazon, check it out. You're going to love it. Like, I think that, I think the thing about it is I agree with the whole, like, uh where they'll take characters and be like this is what happened you know before whatever like nurse ratchet or whatever or or like even lucifer which i was really excited for for that show and now i kind of just casually watch it but the one thing i really really hate is when they do things like that they take the character and make it into a police procedural Mm -hmm. always always have to do it they have to make it like this monster freak of the week crime of the week whatever and what I love about Hannibal is that it kind of lures people who like that in at the beginning. Because at first you're mm. kind of like, all right, this seems kind of like a serial killer cop procedural. But it, the way I like to think about it, just like how Hannibal kind of hides in plain sight, the show kind of does what, as well. Like it, it's a good psychological thriller show disguised as like a police procedural. It, they kind of later on get away from that. Like this, like the kind of kills of the week, and it kind of delves more into like an actual, really story-driven show rather than like, hey, let let's see who got killed today, mm-hmm. this week or whatever. But 
No, and then the humor as well. Like, I know exactly what you mean because there's some times where you're watching it and you kind of crack up. And, and, and Miles Nicholson, like, he he steals the show constantly. He's Every time he's on screen. And the thing about him is, like, his face is so expressive even though it's so stoic. Like, he's yeah. always looking, like, sophisticated and stoic. But then, like, there's times where, like, like in the, especially in this episode where... um. I'm going to spoil a little bit. He's uh, I, I don't know if you know people out there who, who maybe have seen Yeah, we can we can spoil the, the this episode. He's the he's the Chesapeake Ripper. It's not like a big big spoiler. You learn you learn it in the first episode. Mm. Or, or there's kind of like this they don't know who it is. They just know there's a dude called the Chesapeake Ripper and he's killing people and then there's a uh, another killer out there too who's kind of doing similar things and there's there's a lot of like different serial killers kind of running around and and, you know virginia for some reason (laughs) but uh uh yeah so he's kind of like um one of the things that kind of made me laugh is they're like all right so there's this ambulance and we're gonna we think that the ripper used it and and you know so we're gonna go find him and we're gonna use the radio or whatever and like hannibal's like just standing there and he's just like this is really educational (laughs) <laughs> and that and that cracked me the hell up because like he's just totally like like he's like it's me i'm the yeah. one who did it and he's like all right yeah, let's go look for him like i think even will's like or, or no jack is just like hey hannibal like you're, you're here with will do you want to help us go catch the ripper and he's like sure and it's it's him like the whole time yeah. he's just hiding in plain sight all the fucking time and he's just like a master manipulator like he's just like, like, the, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Dexter. Like, that show stressed me the fuck out because yeah. it was about a good serial killer and he's not trying to get caught. With this one, I, I always love the villains way more than the heroes. So, like, with this one, it's like this villain, like, he just seems omniscient, omnipotent. Like, he's just so powerful and he's just so, like, manipulative of everybody in it. And he's just getting everybody running around, you know, wait, where is where's this killer? Where, where is he at? Like, oh, my God. Like. It's just so much fun watching him just like pull the strings and just mess with everybody. And he's just there and he's like, Oh, yeah, let me help you, dude. Yeah, let, let's go find this guy. Yeah. And like, even when he's like with Will and like Will's like, Yeah, you know, that he killed this guy and he was trying to. I love how Will talks all the time in this first season. He's so like, he was displaying them. Like, I'm like, Okay, Will, chill, dude. We get it. You're like <laughs> empathic and stuff. But yeah, he's like, you know, he's he's showing him off. He's incredibly theatrical. And like <laughs> Hannibal's just like, she's like, bro, you're just jerking me off. Keep going. <laughs> like that, like I just love all that stuff. Cause like the when you start from the beginning, you'll you'll start seeing it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But and then one of the biggest things that we'll say is about the show. The second season really, really does a big dive in into like character driven stories. And like the whole arc is amazing that the the, I, I, the most underrated like finale i've ever seen in the show is the second season finale i don't want to say anything about it i don't want to spoil it for me that episode is an absolute masterpiece like it's it, it just has this great build-up it goes all the way to the end and you're just like it's this explosion of just twists and turns and just a bloody mess and all that, that I'm, not, I'm not trying to spoil it but like I, I felt, you know, you know, a little pl- uh, plug in for our other podcast, the underrated one that that season finale, the second season season finale for me is 
probably one of the most underrated finales I've ever seen on television. Like nobody brings up or ever talks about, and I'm like, dude, it's it's insane. But sorry, yeah. enough about me jerking <laughs> no. off the, the show. But, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. hey, that's kind of the premise of this podcast, you know? Like, like I I I was definitely really impressed by like all that, and I'm definitely like I've said, gonna walk through the gateway and and watch this. And I do think it's you know it's just the three seasons, so it is, and they're. They're not long seasons, so it is definitely something that uh, is going to be pretty manageable um, that I can just kind of like binge through. Um, but then, like how you were saying uh, that it is, it starts off kind of episodic and becomes more serialized. I I really do like shows that are more serialized, um, and I feel like uh, it's a show that I'm going to probably talk about with Ariel um, pretty soon here. Justified kind of starts the same way, where season one is kind of like a police procedural, like he's just kind of solving a new case every episode, and then after that like there kind of does become that longer storyline and i think that is kind of an interesting good way to kind of like you said get people who are more interested in kind of just like the kind of more episodic stuff but then it kind of slowly transitions into this overarching story and i am excited to kind of dive into the show and and see all of that um yeah so yeah i'll definitely definitely going to check this one out and would recommend anybody else who is listening to this podcast go ahead and uh, check it out as well. Brian Fuller, if you're out there, you know, um, I, I love season one of American Gods. Um, I think he produced something happened where he had to leave for after the second season or after the first season. But if you're out there listening, you know, since you're not doing American Gods anymore, can you jump back on uh, Annabelle and do season <laughs> four? We've all been asking for it. Dexter got another season uh, and it's getting a new season. And I'm like, ah, fuck him. I don't want Dexter to do that. I Hannibal. Just, just Maz Mickelson and Hugh Dancy uh, and um, Lawrence Fishman, like they just, they're, they just, they're, they're just great actors and they kill it in the show. And I'm like, I just want to see more of them. They're just incredible. So let me ask you, like, don't spoil anything, but um, mm-hmm. is it a show that ends with a satisfying conclusion, or is it left on kind of a cliffhanger? Oh my god, dude! I can't even say the, I can't even say that because you, you kind of got you. Oh man, I'll say it's because even if one of the words you just said is kind of a spoiler as well, but okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it's left open. Like, okay, it, it's satisfying if like they don't continue it, but it's still like a little open. Okay, so Kinda. I'm just like, and even then, there's like a oh, just a, a big thing for everybody out there too. If you do watch Hannibal, the the season finale for the second season, and the season and the series finale for for the third season, both have post credits. So oh. I'd recommend checking those out. They're not like Marvel, like fucking you know, fine, I'll do it myself, like mm-hmm. hey, the Hannibal Initiative. But <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of leaves you a little like that because the, the biggest thing with a little history. What the show was that it was always on the verge of cancellation. And I remember I watched it every Friday when it came out. Of course, it was on Friday of the death slot. So yeah. every every other week it was like, is Hannibal coming back for another season? And then, boom, okay, here's another season. And then season two, same thing. And season two was an incredible and just, like, I, I'm, like, pure. I remember just hearing, like, on IGN and all, all these critics being like, dude, this show is being hella slept on. And, and again, same thing. They're like, is Hannibal going to survive? You know, is he's going to have dinner one more time? And finally, the third season, they, they I'm, I'm really glad that they gave Brian Fuller and everybody 
a chance to finish it. But yeah, like that. So there was always this, I feel like they kind of had to do these post credits just mm-hmm. for people to be like, okay, all right, well, I'll hold down. I'll, I'll hold on for a little hope because you never know kind of thing. Right. And I felt like that was them kind of throwing fans a bone, just being like, Hey, you know, like you're in our thoughts kind of thing. But yeah, definitely, you know, watch the post credits for the, the both season finales. Okay. Okay. I'll have to yeah, make sure that I don't like skip that or Netflix doesn't skip ahead to the next episode automatically. I think Netflix, uh, cause we, we, we were watching it. I think it actually just plays the credits for you. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, Oh, okay. I think something's coming. But yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think this was like I was saying a very good episode to choose for the gateway because it gave me all the stuff that I was kind of intrigued about the show um you know obviously hannibal's very front and center there's all the serial killer stuff and the kind of fbi mysteries and as well as just kind of like you know you want to see hannibal eat some people on it on a show about hannibal you know and him (laughs) during this fucking dinner party like it's it's perfect um and then of course all the like dark twisted humor that comes along with that that only someone like i feel like brian fuller can do where he just makes like death and misery and like it's it's just kind of like very very funny um you know and oh, I, yeah and i'm sorry but like also absolutely gorgeous like that, that's the oh, one yeah. thing i kind of feel bad is that this episode didn't show like it kind of did it kind of showed a little bit of a gruesome death with like a like there was like a body there with all these like things stabbed into it mm-hmm. um but just want like every kill like every de- this this episode was kind of more Hannibal centric so it was kind of more like the stereotypical like he's gonna make dinner and all that stuff but the other deaths are just like they're like art like you're just like holy shit like I, I just I'm always imp- impressed by like the F- FX guys and like the, the production because they they just do like art installations like practically you know like that there's just like in Silence of the Lambs where um Hannibal kills security guard kind of makes like that butterfly thing on the cage or whatever it's like that times a hundred just more beautiful like there's times where you're like that's that's pretty fucking gruesome but that's kind of gorgeous i would like that in my garden yeah (laughs) yeah one other thing i just gotta say too is like um it's always really hard to like step into such an iconic role like this like anthony hopkins as hannibal lecter is fucking iconic you know and to so those are some big shoes to fill. Like he, I believe, got won the Academy Award for that. You know, it's a part mm-hmm. he and went back to and played multiple times. And you know, everybody will can quote him. Everyone's like, "Hello, Clarice." Like you know, it's he's such an iconic role. And for Mads Mikkelsen to kind of step into that role and do such an incredible job and give a a different take on the character, um, where it is you know, but and still have that kind of like deep twisted psychology and you still like you you want to not like him but you do kind of like him like i I, i'd say that was like one thing that i'm like oh man like is he going to be able to pull it off like i know he's a really good actor like i've seen him some other stuff i always liked him but holy shit he really fucking kills it and like hats off to that so if you're if anybody out there is like a big fan of like silence of the lambs or the movies or like the books um or even if you're not and you're just a little hesitant about it because you think that maybe this won't live up to it don't worry about that that's not an issue because this this episode this show really really lives up to the hype 
Definitely. And and I'm not going to lie. I, I will go as far as, uh, I know some people are going to be like, how fucking dare you? But um, I think Maz Ma, 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 Mickelson, Mads, I think, I want to say it was Maz. I'm not sure. But Mickelson, I feel like he's like just, I think he's a much better Hannibal Lecter than, than, um, than Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is great. Like, he's obviously he's wonderful. Like, I, I loved his performances as well. But like, I think because it's like a show, you you get to be around him more. And mm. with Silence of the Lambs, you, you what do they say? There's only 13 minutes, 16 minutes of Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, something like that. With this, you actually have like, like I don't think there's an episode without Hannibal. Like I think he's in every single episode. I think maybe Will Graham is like missing in one, and then mm. Jack Crawford might be missing in like less than a handful. But like he's always there. He's always a hundred and twenty percent, just going ham. And like, there's some like great action sequences too. Like, he he can he's like the Hannibal Lecter that is scary, sophisticated, stoic, and a badass. Like there there's you're gonna get to some episodes where you're like, holy shit, this guy just got way more terrifying, but really badass. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just I love him a lot more than. Anthony Hopkins, obviously, because it's different. And then also, too, just for everybody who's kind of thinking, like, oh, my God, should I watch any of the movies just to understand or read the books? Um, I would suggest reading Red Dragon. You don't have to, because this show is actually Red Dragon kind of extended into three seasons. The, the actual main, main story arc for the Red Dragon stuff doesn't come until the third season. So that's when they were kind of going, okay, I think we're going to get canceled let's dive in that it's not a spoiler because you get to it like naturally they actually kind of do a little bit of hannibal like the the book hannibal like uh oh, i forgot his name it's the guy whose like face gets all fucked up or whatever and all gross and stuff he shows up later on like it, it kind of um it kind of takes some of like the the hannibal lore and makes its own thing out of it mm. and then it ends with like the red dragon like tooth fairy serial killer conclusion which is pretty cool. Like, like they definitely make their own story out of it by extending it. And it, and like, I'm always a big stickler. Like I want it to be the source material, but this, like the Brian Fuller and and team, the writers just crafted so beautifully where I'm like, this is just amazing. Like, like I said, if you want to read red dragon, just to kind of like get more, you know, lore for the characters and everything, go for it. But honestly, if you go in just blind, it's, 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 it's pretty dope. You're going to love it. Yeah, no, like I, because I, I haven't read any of the books. Um, you know, I'd seen the movie a million years ago, but like I, I think that yeah, honestly, you can just kind of like go in blind and just kind of watch this and, and enjoy it for what it is, even if you don't have that wider understanding. Like that is wider understanding is good, but like I think it does definitely stand on its own. It's not something like where you have to have kind of seen it um, um to get it, but it does deepen probably your understanding. Um, you might appreciate some stuff, but you also don't feel excluded. I feel like if you haven't read it, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, I I started watching it, and I think like three episodes in, I was hooked, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go read read Red Dragon, and I read it within a week, just so I was like caught up. But after that, like, because I thought, oh, maybe they're gonna do more stuff. They kind of just do their own thing for a long time, and they just beautifully craft their own story, where a lot of other tv shows or movies try to adapt the source material and they kind of just throw it in a blender and it doesn't come out as nice as like mm-hmm. hannibal's food in the show <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, uh, uh, any uh, final thoughts on uh, Hannibal, Alan? Oh, man. I have so much to say. <laughs> I, I love that show so much. I, I was like, I have another movie to watch for another podcast and stuff. And I'm like, I kind of just want to keep watching Hannibal. <laughs> but nah, I just go out and watch it, man. It's on Netflix. So everybody, it's easily accessible for everybody. Just watch it, you know, go, go on Twitter or whatever and just be like, hey, give me the, the Snyder cut of Hannibal another season <laughs> or something. Let's push it. The fanables, as they call them. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Alan, for uh, being on. Um, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, you know, me and Alan are um, part of uh, the Undercast Company. We're um, a group of friends who do some podcasts together. Um, obviously, you've got this one, uh, Gateway episodes. And if you liked it, um, you know, it would be really cool if you could go and rate us five stars or you know subscribe on whatever app you're listening on um we're on you know all the apps itunes spotify we're on youtube um uh we've got a couple other podcasts that we do me alan um our friend ariel and then her brother uh sergio joins us sometimes we do this a podcast called underrated where we talk about underrated or underappreciated movies um so we just did our halloween episode uh on 13 ghosts and had a lot of fun with that and then uh ariel does her show well, I kind of like talk about TV shows that you should maybe get into. She talks about movies that we haven't seen. Um, so uh, I know, Alan, you're recording th- that episode tonight on The Princess Bride, right? Yeah, we're going to do The Princess Bride. I uh, Typically, I'm the one on the other side of the chair. I'm usually like, you've never seen that? But yeah, for the, for for once, uh, there's a movie I haven't seen and I'm going to do Princess Bride. So I'm going to watch it after this. And so let's yeah. hope, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to listen to that episode and hear what you think. Because, yeah, like, that's the, the thing about that ch- podcast is, you know, we're all, all of us big film buffs, but, you know, we do have gaps, you know, like, I hadn't seen Train Spotting until recently, so I just watched that one and got to talk about it with Ariel. So that's going to be another upcoming episode. Obviously, you've got your Princess Bride episode, but, um, yeah, so check those, those, both those shows out if you guys have a chance, if you like what you've heard here. Um, until then, I guess I will see you all in another life. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for having me, and take it easy, everybody. Bye.